In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today is the fourth Sunday from the Coptic month of Baba. This year, actually, uh, Baba has five Sundays. Today is the 22nd. Next Sunday will be the 29th, which is the fifth Sunday of Baba. And when there is a fifth Sunday and falls on the 29th, uh, we celebrate the commemoration of the Annunciation, as well as the Nativity and Resurrection. And we also pray in the joyful tune. And the reading will be from the 29th of Baramhat, which is the Feast of the Annunciation. So this will be the right for the next week. But today is the fourth Sunday, and as we know, the readings of Sundays of Baba, all of them around the power of God. Um, and the church actually explained to us that God has power over things. Until now, we don't have power over them. In spite of all the advancement in technology and medicine and science, but still humanity is incapable to have power over these things. Like in the first Sunday, the healing of the paralytic man, power over illness. Second Sunday, catching many fish, power over nature. Last Sunday, um, healing man who was possessed with demon. That's power over uh, the evil spirits. And today, raising the son of the widow uh, at the, the city of Nain, which is power over death. These four things, illness, nature, the evil spirits, and death, uh, humanity has no power and no control over them. But when we see that the Lord Jesus Christ had power over these things, this a proof of his divinity. This also a proof of the power and the might of God. And when we know that our God is a mighty God, we feel secure, we feel peace, because God actually is a powerful God. And he never used this power to suppress us or to oppress us. Rather, he used his power to empower us. As he said to the disciples, don't depart from Jerusalem until you receive power from on high. So he's powerful, he's powerful and he wants his children also to be powerful. He doesn't abuse his power against us. Rather, he wants his children to be power. He uses his power to protect us and to defend us. And maybe we think about his power over death, but there is a beautiful example today about how the Lord used his power to protect a widow, a widow. One of the titles in the uh, Old Testament about God, he is the defender of widows, defender of widows. Widows are known in general that they are 
less privileged people. Uh, at that time, women were not working, so they uh, depend mainly on their spouses or their children to support them. This widow uh, had one son, one son only. So when you see that her husband died and her son also died, so how she can support herself? Uh, the Lord Jesus Christ entered into the city of Nain and was surrounded with a large crowd, large crowd. And he saw this funeral, and he knew she is a widow. In spite of the crowd around him, but he cared for this one individual. And uh, as we heard in the Gospel of St. Luke, when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her and said to her, do not weep. So the Lord had compassion when he realized her condition, he lost her husband, she lost her, she lost her husband, she lost her son, now has no support at all. So the Lord had compassion, and then he raised the young man by word from his mouth. And then, as the Bible says, and he presented him to his mother. Why he presented him to his mother? Two reasons. One reason is actually when he told her, do not weep, now by presenting her son to her, uh, this actually will make her heart glad. She is comforted by seeing her son who died. Now he is risen and she had back her son. Also by presenting the son to his mother, he is giving him a message that I raised you from the dead in order to take care of your mother, the widow. So now by presenting him to his mother, he actually giving him an instruction to take care of his mother, the widow. So today actually I like to speak how the church and the church uh, as us, the assembly of the believers, or the church as institution instituted by uh, God. How the church should take care of the less privileged people like uh, the widows and those who have no one to ask about them or to take care of them. Uh, as I told you from the Old Testament, God gave an instruction to take care of the widows and to take care of the orphans. And he called himself the defender of the widow and the father of the orphan. Uh, so in the Old Testament, God gave an instruction to Moses. During the time of the harvest, uh, when the people who are collecting the harvest, if something dropped from their hand, they should not actually pick it up again. They should leave it. And the Lord said, this is the portion 
for the widows and for the orphans. And during the time of the harvest, the widows used to go to the field to collect what fell from the hand of the uh, collectors. And uh, there is a widow in the, in the scripture, uh, Ruth, who benefited from this when she was actually uh, collecting wheat in the field of Boaz. And Boaz actually instructed uh, the, uh, the, the, the people who were collecting the harvest to intentionally drop wheat for Ruth. And this shows the heart of this man, how he was generous, how actually he wanted to help the less privileged people like uh, the widows. Also, in the New Testament, there are many instructions about taking care of uh, the widows. Like in First Timothy chapter uh, 5, uh, St. Paul gave an instruction to Timothy, the bishop of Ephesus, to take care of the widows. As we read, he said, honor widows who are really widows. What did he mean by who are really widows? A widow is a widow. What, what he means by this? He meant some widows have some sort of support, but others they don't have any source of support at all. So he said to Timothy, support the women, the widows who are really widows, mean those who do not have any way to support themselves. That's why in verse 4 he explained, but if any widow has children or granted children, let them first learn to show piety at home and to repay their parents, for this is good and acceptable before God. So he said, if there is a widow, and this widow had children or granted children, it is the responsibility of the children and the granted children to take care of uh, their mother or their grandmother. Uh, and he said, this is good and acceptable before God. Unfortunately, many times, we hear about conflict in families because um, a husband or a wife, they want to support their parents who are in real need. And this actually causes conflict between the spouses about sending money to their parents who are uh, in, in need of this support. But here St. Paul is, is saying as an instruction, if there is a widow and had children or granted children, let them learn to show piety at home. This is part of fulfilling the commandment of God, honor your father and honor your mother, and to repay their parents, for this is good and acceptable before God. Then he continued and said to Timothy, now she who is really a widow and left alone, so really a widow means left alone, does not have any uh, source of support. Trust in God. So all uh, she can do, she put her trust in God. She cannot support herself. And continues in supplications and prayers night and day. Uh, so these 
must be supported by the children. These must be supported by the children. Uh, then he said, but she who lives in pleasure is dead while she lives, meaning the widow that pursue ungodly ways to support herself through uh, indulging herself in the pleasures of the world. So she is seeking ungodly ways to support herself. St. Paul said, no, this one is dead while she lives. And he gave an instruction uh, about uh, how important in front of God to take care of one's family, one's parent. He said in verse 8, but if anyone does not provide for his own, and especially for those of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. So a person who is not taking care of his mother um, or his parents, when they are in need, St. Paul said, as if they denied the faith. Then St. Paul said, no, actually, they are worse than the non-believers. They are worse than the non-believers. Another thing, actually, that St. Paul organized is the service of the widows in the church. Uh, so widows may feel that they are neglected. Uh, they have no value in the community, uh, especially if her children are grown and, and married, so they are left alone. So St. Paul actually uh, start to uh, regulate the service of the widow in, uh, widows in the church. He said, do not let a widow under 60 years old be taken into the number, number of the servants, and not unless she has been uh, the wife of one man. So in order, uh, and this actually is the beginning of the uh, ministry of the deaconesses in the church. So St. Paul said uh, she should be married only to one man, also uh, should be at least 60 years old, uh, well reported for good works, so she has a good reputation that she has a good uh, willingness to help the poor and to serve in the church. If she has brought up children, if she has lodged strangers, if she has washed the saints' feet, if she has relieved the afflicted, if she has diligently followed every good work. So he said these widows, with all these good works that testified that when they appointed as deaconesses in the church, they will serve the church um, uh, in, the, in the right way. So St. Paul encouraged Timothy to organize the service of the widows in, in the church. Uh, but regarding the young widows, St. Paul uh, said it's better for them to get married. Uh, I, I desire that the younger widows marry, bear children, manage the house, uh, give no opportunity to uh, the adversary to speak um, reproachfully. Uh, so here, St. Paul said, the older widows dedicate themselves to 
the service of the church, but the younger is better for them to get married. Then again, he repeated over and over for the third time the importance of the children and grandchildren to take care of their parents. As he said in verse 16, if any believing man or woman has widows, let them relieve them, relieve them, support them, and do not let the church be burdened. So instead, if you are not taking care of the widows in your family, who will take care of them? The church. And this actually will be a burden on the church. So he said, no, the children and grandchildren should take care of their parents and do not let the church be burdened. Why? That the church may relieve those who are really widows. So the church can support those who have no one to support them. Uh, all this means how the church from the very, very beginning, and the church when it started, it was poor. The church has no support, uh, financial support at the time, uh, to the extent that uh, the apostles like St. Paul, he was working by his hand in order to support his ministry. But instead of this, in spite of, in spite of the poverty of the church, but the church actually took responsibility to care for the less privileged people like the widows and the poor and, and the orphans. And this was very clear uh, in the miracle of today, how the Lord raised um, the, the, this man in order to take care of his mother. Uh, and another thing, how the church tried to involve everyone to be a servant in the church. Uh, so the widows, she, they should not feel neglected or um, ignored, but the church how to uh, keep them active in the ministry inside the church. Because another challenge that uh, may face the widows uh, when they see everybody in the church is like a family, but when they come to the church like singles by themselves, so they may feel not welcomed or they don't fit into the group of the families that uh, composes the church. So by getting them engaged in the service, in the ministry, uh, this actually uh, make them feel uh, respected, important, accepted by the church. Uh, His Holiness Pope Shenouda, back in 1980, uh, he ordained uh, some deaconesses uh, according to the instruction of St. Paul, uh, but they were not, uh, they were more above 60, they were maybe above 75 or 80. That's why uh, they felt um, they cannot serve as expected because of uh, their very old age. Uh, so the church also, uh, re not replaced, organized another ministry uh, similar to the ministry of the widows or the deaconesses, which is the ministry of the consecrated sisters. So some people, uh, some girls, they want to consecrate their life to the service of God. 
they want to live the life of uh, um, celibacy, they want to live the life of uh, poverty, life of service, uh, take vow of obedience, but they are not uh, called for contemplative life. So they cannot live as nuns, but they want to live as servants. So the church uh, regulated the service of the consecrated uh, servants, female servants, and actually, uh, especially in Egypt, they do a great, great service in, in serving, uh, like in the orphanages, in hospitals, in schools, um, in Sunday school, in uh, serving uh, senior citizen people. Uh, so this another calling that's very important in the church. So we can see how the life of consecration can take one of two ways the contemplative way and the uh, service. Contemplative way, those who want to live uh, the contemplative life like the nuns in the convents. But there is another group who want to live their life in, in service, um, and, and these are the ministry of the consecrated uh, servants. Uh, so here how God not only used his power to uh, care for the power against, uh, uh, to overcome death and to raise this son from death, but also he used his power to defend uh, the less privileged people. So what is the message for all of us today? Uh, God give you talent. God give you power in, in different ways. So use your talent, use your power to support the least privileged, uh, either support uh, financially or any other kind of support as God called you. It is your responsibility to uh, help and to support these uh, less privileged people. And um, in the Southern Diocese here, uh, under Hope Ministry, uh, there is a section actually in supporting the widows. Um, and we actually, there are many, many widows in Egypt that the church here, Southern Diocese, take the blessing of supporting them financially every month. So it is calling for the church to support those widows who do not have anyone to support them. May the Lord move our hearts with compassion to help these less privileged people in our community. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.